0: We have a really special offer today and I'm so excited to share it with you, the ultimate giveaway. Do you want to receive one of our planners for free or would you like access to our Instagram growth course worth £59? At My Bump to Baby, we are massively passionate about making sure parents have the protection in place that they need should the worst happen. If you choose to book in with your nearest family law solicitor today to have a look and a chat about your will, or if you book in with your financial advisor to review your family protection or your pension, we will give you access to either our Instagram course with £59, or we will send you one of our amazing planners completely free of charge. To qualify for this, all you need to do is fill in the form at the bottom of this podcast and we will book you in with your nearest advisor. You don't need to take out a policy and you don't need to take out a will. It's just simply having a chat to make sure that you have the protection that you need should the worst happen. We are so excited to bring you this offer and we hope you take advantage of it because protecting your family is the most important decision that you could make today. Sponsoring this episode of 50 Shades of Motherhood today is me and myself. So I, aside from doing this podcast, I also have a business called My Bumped Baby and My Bumped Baby is one of the UK's leading parenting platforms. I launched My Bumped Baby as a blog back in 2016 and I did this on a shoestring budget. I was on maternity leave and I didn't want to go back to work full time. That's the long and short of it. I learned everything there was to know about blogging and now thousands of parents visit my website every single day and I earn an incredible income through my blog as a result. The great thing about blogging is that you can work in your own time and at your own pace and the sky is literally your limit when it comes to growing your income through blogging. The great thing about blogging is I now can enjoy my life doing whatever I want during the day and parents are automatically finding my blog through search engines generating me an income whilst I am busy enjoying life. If you love the idea of launching your own passive income blog, you can access my course in the link below. This is where I share all of my secrets on the blogging formula to success. If you would like access to all of my training, all of my email templates, all of my checklists, my media kits and so much more, you can click the link below. And if you're ready to start blogging today, you can use the code 50, F-I-F-T-Y, all in capital letters for a massive... 15% off my course today. I hope to see you over there. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm Hello everybody and welcome to this week's episode of Fifty Shades of Motherhood. This week I am joined by my lovely friend Katie Mason again and this time we're going to be talking about her area of expertise which is health and fitness and working out and eating healthy around being a mum. So I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you've got any questions, Send us a message. We'll send Katie a message because she knows everything about this topic. And I hope you enjoy this episode. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of 50 Shades of Motherhood. Today, I am talking to my lovely friend, Katie, who is our guest appearance on this season's episode of 50 Shades of Motherhood. Does that make sense? Oh no, that makes no sense at all. It makes sense to me. Yeah, Yeah. well, you know what I mean. It's been a long morning. It has. Yeah, (laughs) it's been a long morning. So Katie, today we're going to be talking all about something you know a lot about, health and fitness after having a baby. Yes. We're going to pick your brains today. Please feel free. Yes. Whatever you need to know. So Katie, Clay now is how old? He is four months old. Four yes. months old. So you're getting back to it because this morning I'd messaged you about the podcast and you were like, yeah, I missed my run this morning. I thought, God, I'm still like using this excuse of like, you know, I've just had a baby. She's <laughs> a year old. So I need to get myself back to, back in, into focusing on exercise as well because it does make you feel so much better. It does. And it's
1: different for everyone, isn't it? But like exercise means different things to different people. And for me, it's quite important because... I find my mental health is so much better when I exercise. In fact, it's in, integral to my mental health. It's really important. Um, I don't feel myself if I don't exercise. So that that obviously I'm quite lucky in that way because it will always drive me to do it, which I know for not for, for some people that's not always the case. Um, but there is no right or wrong time to go back to exercise, really, after you've had a baby, whether they're four months, six months, a year. Um, but it always boils down to obviously if you feel fit and healthy your mental health's going to be better isn't it it's the platform for um uh, for, you know feeling
0: good being healthy isn't
1: it so oh
0: definitely do you know after i my problem is i'm lazy yeah so so as i think my energy's in the morning and then like throughout the day i feel like by night time i honestly i can't even get i'm just absolutely exhausted so yeah. that's the time that i would normally exercise um so my thing is fitting it around fitting it around olivia because at the moment olivia isn't in childcare. Yeah. So it's like so i did have my brother around last night who who trained me but to d- actually do it I, I was thinking oh i hope he cancels i hope he cancels yeah <laughs> i feel great you know i really do so it's just kind of trying to fit it into your routine day to day as well isn't it really after you have a baby because yeah you've got the baby glued to you all the time don't you
1: that's it and nine times out of ten you are gonna feel better after that exercise session whether it's a short walk or an hour in the gym whatever it is nine times out of ten you will feel better on the odd occasion maybe your night's sleep's been that hideous it's not going to help but you'll be surprised that even when you've had a really bad night with the baby that bit of exercise can turn your day around um so it's worth giving it a go and if you feel like halfway through the session like this isn't happening then go and sit and have a coffee for the rest of the time but the thing is allocating that time to yourself in your week whether it's two days three days or four days depending on like you say fitting it in around the baby that is time for yourself and it's really important to make you feel good and also to just to just start rebuilding after the, the the toll that pregnancy and having a baby childbirth and those sleepless nights in the beginning are inevitably going to take on your body because they are they're going to take some toll so it's a case of rebuilding from the ground up i think after having a baby no matter what your fitness level was like before um Mm. you know it's it's putting those foundations back in place and not putting too much pressure on that exercise has to be this big thing from the get-go we can build it up slowly can't we
0: yeah you're right i think i think that's it really it's just kind of getting moving and actually in realizing that you enjoy it and then moving a bit more isn't it really yeah Um, but pram walks, I mean, you you go on quite a lot of pram walks, don't you?
1: Yeah, I've said before, I think I love putting my headphones on, putting a podcast on. You know, I can see my baby's yawning. He's getting ready for a sleep. And for me, I'm, I mean, you know, I've not got the sleep thing nailed with Clay yet at all. But if no. I go for a walk, he will sleep whilst I'm walking. So that works really well for me. And I've got that little bit of time to switch off. Um, I've realised, and I knew this about myself anyway. But if I'm stuck in the house all day, and I say stuck in the house, some people love staying in the house all day. But for me, I feel stuck <laughs> no, in
0: I the house. no. I don't actually. I know exactly what you're going to say. Go on.
1: Yeah, but if I get out the house, I am a different person. You know, I, I've I, I've got a spring in my step. I smile more. I'm nicer yeah. to be around. Whereas if I stay in all day, like don't get me wrong occasionally a day of rest does me good and I'm happy for it but most of the time if I stay in all day um, I, I get doom and gloom you know that would be the baby blues for me if
0: I was in the house housebound day in day out so yeah that's exactly what I did early days with George initially because that's when I started my business um, initially because I was that adamant like right I, you know, I'm not going back to work full-time. I want to do this. So when he slept, I worked. And I stayed in the house a lot. And, you know, that, for your mental health, is is awful. Um, yeah. it, I really felt so down, and I didn't know why. And I imagine a lot of it is because I stayed in the house. A lot of the time, I wouldn't get dressed. Um, yeah. You know, I wouldn't get ready for the day. So by the time Danny came home, I mean, I was still in my pyjamas. I was yeah. felt depressed. I felt really down. My anxiety levels were... At an all time high. And that is probably from just not having a bit of a, a routine. Whereas now, second time around with Olivia, I have to get out of the house because I've got to get George to school. Yeah. So I get up, I get showered. And it's a lot more of a positive start to my day. Of course. Um, yeah. But when you don't have to get out of the house, it's so easy when you've had a rubbish night's sleep, like you say. Yeah. To just be like, oh, I'm tired. I'm just going to sleep when the baby sleeps or I'm just going to stay in. Yeah. And actually, I don't think that does great for your mind. um, No it doesn't
1: and especially if you get into a cycle of it so say the odd night you have a particularly like I said earlier a really bad night if the opportunity is there to catch an extra 45 minutes before you get up and get out then then do it the baby's having his morning nap have a sleep then get ready and go out but Don't let it write your whole day off if you can. Um, The endorphins that you get just from moving, being out in the fresh air, the sun being on your face, seeing a few people, interacting a little bit, whether it's to walk into your local coffee shop and buy a, a drink to have on the go. All of those things just kind of normalize your life, don't they? Rather than when you're in all the time and you're not seeing anyone, that can be really difficult um but going back to the exercise itself we can feel guilty as well can't we we can feel like oh I've got my baby to look after I'm on maternity leave this is my job now looking after the baby for these next six months seven months or whatever it might be and we tend to sort of think well I haven't got anyone else to look after the baby so I can't exercise but if you actually think about it there's so many people usually who are dying to just have like an hour with your baby whether it's your parents, your in-laws, your sister, your your, your best friend, and they can come around to your house. It doesn't have to be a big upheaval, packing bags and, and going places. Um, For me, it's easier to take Clay to my mum's because she likes to be at home and she's got all her little jobs she can get on with while she has a nap or whatever. So that works for me. And it's only sort of twice a week at the moment and then a couple of mornings I get out for a run whilst my partner's getting ready for work which he loves I'm like there's the baby (laughs) he's having a shower he's got the he's got clay in like the bouncy chair whilst he's having a shower having his shave but you know you've got to you've got to roll with the punches haven't you that's that's his time to look after him so I could
0: exercise so would you ever exercise in the evening then it sounds like you do yours in the morning and daytime how are you in the evening I'm like you. So
1: what what I was gonna say earlier when you said you start with your energy in the morning and it wets it sort of whittles off as the day goes on, that's me as well. Um, If I exercise late at night, I am dragging myself through that workout and I'm not feeling it. Some people are the other way around. We've all got an optimum time, haven't we, to to spend our energy. And for me, it's in the earlier part of the day, up till about 3 p.m. After 3 p.m., I'm pretty done. But, you know, that's not always going to fit in with the baby and the childcare, isn't it? My advice is take the childcare when you can get it. So if your partner can only watch the baby in the evening, go and do that gym session. Even if it's half of what you want it to be, you'll soon start to get used to that routine and start to feel a little bit more lively in that time of day. Um, and and just take the opportunity while someone else is is prepared to, to watch the baby for you. Don't feel guilty about it. You know, even if it's a walk or a, a very relaxed swim, it's something for you, isn't it?
0: It is. And you do need that time. You really do. Away yeah. from your baby as well, if you can, because I mean, at the moment, you know what I'm like, I, I would say I'm probably a bit too attached to Olivia. Like I don't like leaving her at all. I really don't. I just like, maybe, I don't know where. maybe it was the journey there, but I just like being with her all the time. That's so, what it's
1: all about it, though. Isn't yeah. It? So
0: it's it's ridiculous really. Cause I was t- <laughs> it sounds so bad because when I say this, If you had me on this podcast like five years ago when George was a baby, I was the opposite way around. And I feel so guilty because you feel like a different parent. You've changed a lot, haven't you? And you've grown up a lot and things have happened in between. And and when you've been desperate for that second baby, I think I'm just I don't know. But I don't like leaving her anywhere. So if we do exercise, if I've got my garage gym kind of thing so i can yeah. take her in there um sounds a bit cruel she's in a pram and stuff in the <laughs> early days that's what i did um yeah. and i'd take her in there and she'd be quite happy i'd just put the tv on and you've got a treadmill and stuff in there but as well you can exercise with your baby so if childcare isn't an option you know you can get some dumbbells can't you at home put a work on the, workout on the tv you ran an online um, yeah my challenge. online challenge
1: was so popular with um women who had children under the age of four, like before they were at school, for that very reason, because sometimes there isn't anyone, like you might not live near your parents, for whatever reason, you have to manage that yourself. Um, And the online challenge had live workouts that you could join, but I also recorded them and the um, participants in the challenge could do them at any time of day that suited them. So there was a fresh workout every day, so it didn't get boring, but they could fit in around the baby's nap or early morning, late at night, whatever was better. And you'll be surprised how effective exercise from home can be with like the most minimal amount of equipment. So just a set of dumbbells, couple of resistance bands, and you can get a really good, you know, glute workout or upper body workout, a core workout, so easy, you don't need any equipment for that. Um, And then I used to say to them, do your cardio separately. So if you want to go for a walk, that's your cardio. If you can go for a little run outside at some point in, in the day, that can be your cardio. You see people now with these running prams, and I know that can seem a little bit extreme, but running along with a with a running pram, if you're a little bit more advanced with your exercise and you were running beforehand, that's a great idea. Um, but what you said, prop the baby up in the chair or the pram. They don't have to be asleep. They can be quite happy to watch you you can make it entertaining for them can't you talk to them
0: throughout and you know a little a little goes a long way 30 minutes a day yeah yeah exactly and the thing is i you know um i work from home so when olivia is asleep i am very guilty of if i am on a pram walk i would be like get home get home quickly because <laughs> I've got things to do that's my time to work really so now I'm doing around 10 hours a week which is great um but that time when Olivia is asleep that's my time where I I work so so getting out for a walk for me would mean later in the day really when she is awake utilizing the awake time a little bit more really but yeah. I know some parents. Who like to get a few bits done or they might have a program that they really want to catch up on during that time and stuff. So it's just kind of working out what I guess what what works for everyone, because everyone's different, aren't they, with what how they want to spend their time? Yeah, 100 percent. And you can say to yourself,
1: right, exercise isn't my favorite thing. OK, but I'm going to do it three times a week and yeah. then. You might get someone else who loves exercise and they're going to do it six times a week because that helps them mentally. If that's not your bag, then just try and allocate enough time so that your baseline, you know, fitness is covered and hopefully I mean for me it's it's also it feeds into my life experience if that makes sense so if I feel fit and healthy my general life experience is better like
0: like yeah, I said earlier I yeah I know exactly like what I mean yeah I do I do
1: <laughs> yeah I smile more I feel better in my clothes I'll put an outfit on and think right I'm ready to go whereas if I'm not fit or in shape like I'm not saying being in super shape I'm just saying feeling good in my own skin
0: feeling in in your own self being happy with how you feel and look I guess yeah and I think we also have this bit of
1: guilt that it's vain you know that we shouldn't think think like that when we've got children you know we should be like okay I'm happy that my body is whatever it is because I've got children well yes that is that is a side to it our bodies has done something amazing uh we've produced a child and it will be different afterwards however if it's important for your mental health to feel good, then then it, it does feed into your life experience. Because if you ignore it and push it aside, then it's going to be on your mind, isn't it? I don't feel great. Oh, I've got nothing to wear. Oh, I'm wearing this outfit because it'll do, not because I feel good in it. And then yes. you're all you're automatically in like a bit of a, a a negative mindset about
0: yourself before you've even stepped out the front door, aren't you? You're so right because it's not just then. The exercise and that moment—it's everything afterwards, isn't it? Like you said, that that might yeah. change me. No, I, I do. I, to <laughs> be honest, I do feel good after exercise. My thing is just actually getting in there and getting it done, um, because yeah. I'm not one of these people that has found my thing that I absolutely love yet. You know, yeah. like do you know what I mean? Yeah, that? you're I not mean, like
1: I've like, found Pilates or I've found. You know, I'll play netball instead, you know, to go to the gym. You've not found that one thing. I've not found that thing.
0: And I feel like I'm I'm looking for that thing. But that thing, I can't find it sat on the sofa eating stuff in my face, basically. (laughs) So I need to to actually do it. I mean, I did like running. I did the couch to 5K a bit ago, actually. And that was really good. And that was enjoyable. Like you said, putting the headphones in. And I actually ran. This this will make you laugh, actually. So me and Danny had a bit of a, uh, an argument outside where we got married, actually, weirdly. Um, I can't remember what it was about. It was about where we parked the car. I can't. It was the most stupid thing. Anyway... I had been doing Couch to 5K for a little while. I didn't think I was that good at it at that time. Anyway, it was a really busy day, and me being me stormed off in a minute. <laughs> and then I turned around, and I couldn't see them anywhere, Danny or George. And I was like, oh, for God's sake. Anyway, so I ran all the way home from the White Church, which probably is about a good three miles. Didn't stop once. Anyway, hey, when well came and he was looking, my battery had gone on my phone as well. And when Danny came home, I was like, oh, so worried. I was looking for you everywhere. <laughs> Um, I said to him, thanks, I'm so glad we had that argument because I didn't realise I could run that far, and I was so happy, Um, that was the happiest I've ever been, yeah, during an argument, because normally, yeah. That
1: diva moment, your diva struck, led you to your best run ever. (laughs) Oh my
0: God, it really did. But the thing
1: with things like uh, Couch to 5K, they're target-driven, aren't they? So Mm. sometimes starting an exercise... um, plan or say you've not got a plan that in itself is very daunting isn't it it's thinking right I'm going to do some exercise okay where do I start uh should I be doing more after two weeks or three weeks like now it's getting boring what should I do to mix it up so having like a goal and I'll say this to someone like regardless of whether they've had a baby or not just generally deciding to get fit like January perfect time I'm going to get fit Having a goal like a holiday or a wedding or you're going to be a bridesmaid or there's a party that you go into that you want to feel good at. And just writing that down, that date, and then kind of working backwards from that goal is a really good place to start. So if you're saying, okay, in in three months, I want to have lost half a stone, then you work out how many pounds I work in pounds and stones I'm sorry for the no that's better for me (laughs) because I do not
0: understand the other one at all well I I
1: have to work in kilograms but I still revert to talking about pounds and stones because it's that's what's in my head um but you work backwards so in three months you want to have lost half a stone so you're losing about two three pounds no what is that two pound a month yeah just over about two and a half pound a month um and that equates to a pound every two weeks for example ignore my maths but then you can work out from that okay I need to be exercising this amount of times I'm gonna track my calories on an app like my fitness pal Mm -hmm. and make sure I lose that one pound a week and then by the time I go to that wedding or go on that holiday. I'm going to have achieved what I set out to. And that's always a really good way to to break it down. Uh, And from there, you can then decide to lose a pound a week. This is the exercise I'm going to choose. I'm going to go swimming or I'm going to walk. And it can just help you formulate a little plan.
0: Yeah, I think that's where I think that's what I like. I like to be challenged and I like a bit of a plan. So some of you might be similar to me in the sense of if I just woke up and be like, oh, let's go exercise. I'd be like, right, well, what shall I do? Whereas if I've got a target and it's a bit of a challenge that that fires me up a little bit more. And uh, yeah, I know exactly what you mean. I mean, the food obviously comes into it as well. I mean, eating we've we briefly spoke about this because obviously when you're pregnant everything slows down a little bit things get a bit harder you know to go to the bathroom sometimes um so what is the best kind of way to eat structure a diet um if you I mean obviously if you not don't have time to exercise it's still good to eat healthy isn't it but if you can do the two together even better yeah, of
1: course. And again, it feeds it feeds back to mental health. So if you imagine your body is like a house and during pregnancy, you've rented the house out, someone else has been in there and they've a taken every- I would say
0: honestly, I was like a pig during that. So. Well,
1: they've, they've, they've taken everything they can and they've left, you know, they've they've sucked out all your nutrients, you know, you are left kind of a little bit depleted, aren't you? So having a good foundation a good baseline health is a really good way of rebuilding your house if you if you like Um, so I always look at first of all eating eating regularly like little and often there's so many fad diets out there where people say I'm eating within this window in the afternoon I've got like two hours to have all my calories or six hours or whatever When you've got a young child or a family or a busy job or a busy life, you just need to fuel and sustain a good level of energy throughout all the things you've got to do in a day. So for me, that means having a healthy breakfast, a mid-morning snack, lunch, a mid-afternoon snack and a nice evening meal, not too late at night. And that way you drip feeding your body with good, sustainable energy throughout the day. So you never get to the point where you're going to crash and burn and think, oh, my God, I'm starving. Like, what's that? It's four o'clock. I've not eaten anything. Give me them Maltesers. That is you me. <laughs>
0: that is me. No, but that's when I was missing breakfast because you want to keep your calories down some, on some diet. So it is a calories in, calories out type thing course. anyway, isn't it? Of yes. course, yeah. But... That is where I've never been hungry for breakfast. So I used to skip breakfast um, and that would be like, and then I'd have lunch and I'd have my dinner. But honestly, what you've said there, I'd always get to that point. It would usually be around 2, 3 p.m. in the afternoon that I'd get that, oh my God, give me anything, give me anything. I'd go to that vending machine at work. There was a vending machine in the morning. I was like, yeah, you're not going to get me today. You know, I've got no change on me. And then they started accepting contactless, which (laughs) is worse. And then, but anyway, I'd go with the best mindset. But by 2, 3 p.m., I was there. And I was not getting one bar. I was getting about four and just eating them in a row. And I thought I had a binge eating problem, actually. You know me, I overthink everything. I was like, (laughs) oh, my God, there's something wrong with me. But you have explained this to me before. But please explain again why we get that way, if anyone else. Does. i hope they do because otherwise
1: yeah low. Uh, honestly i i do nutrition consultations with people and i'd say one in two people if not more have this issue so it's the 3 p.m or the 9 p.m crash and burn i have and both. Ba- Right. Okay. And you can pretty much bet your bottom dollar that if you're going to crash and burn, it's between two and three, or it's like eight, nine at night. And the reason being is because we utilize carbohydrates during the day for energy. So we need, we must have carbohydrates to fuel our actions. So our walking, cooking, cleaning, looking after the baby all requires energy. So the carbohydrates that you eat, things like your cereal in the morning, your porridge, your toast, Your pasta, your rice, all those things are going to fuel your day. Now, if you go about your day without any carbohydrates, you might have a little bit left in your muscle from the night before, whatever you ate for your tea. You're going to start burning through those carbohydrates. You haven't replaced them by breakfast. So you're then starting to run on no carbohydrates. You don't replace them by lunch and you keep going and going. And by three o'clock, your body goes, whoa, hang on. I can't do any more because I, I don't have any carbohydrates. So you then release a hunger hormone. Your brain starts to secrete a hunger hormone, which goes, quickly, get some sugar, because sugar is the fastest form of carbohydrate. So you when you eat chocolate, that's gonna hit your bloodstream within 30 minutes. Whereas, if you then go, "Oh my God, I've missed my carbohydrates, I'm going to eat some porridge that's going to take a lot longer you've missed you've missed the window to get it into your bloodstream and your muscle before you've needed it, so because it's too late, your body craves the thing that's going to be most effective fastest chocolate, fizzy sweets, you know hot chocolate drinks, anything sugary that's going to give you a quick pick me up because you've you've gone too far, you've missed the point of managing it you know, in, in a in a better, uh, more nutritious, slow-release sort of way. Does that make
0: wow, sense? that I that is waffle. Really, <laughs> no, that's really useful because I think a lot of people would not realise that because I've actually done a diet before. I've done all of the diets, actually. Failed them all miserably. <laughs> but um I've done a diet before where it's like literally no carbs. And, yes, I did actually lose weight, but I fell ill, really yeah. ill. And, and it I can actually... affect you mentally as well, having no carbs. Oh my it gets goodness! Get some honestly, really bad
1: brain fog
0: from that. It was awful. It was awful. I felt awful, but I had lost a bit of weight. But then, like you said, then does it eat into your muscles? Then you know. If so you are... the reason
1: why people lose weight quickly when they drop carbs, and and say, for example, someone's got a night out on Friday and they yeah. need to get in an outfit, and they know full well they've done it time and time again, having no carbs, they'll fit in that outfit, and it's because. Um, carbohydrates are stored in water in the muscle uh, it's something like if there's a particle of a carbohydrate there's two particles of water holding it in the muscle so when you burn that carbohydrate up those two particles of water drop away and you wee them out so you'll probably find when you do low carb you wee lots as well because all this water's leaving your system so we feel less puffy we feel we've like we've de bloated and we feel ultimately we feel thinner because of it, but it's false economy because that's that's only going to leave your body until the water's gone, and then after that point you you know you you will still lose weight because you're in a calorie deficit, but you'll you will you you more than likely feel like you've said feel like shit in the process because you've got nothing fueling your body and you've got nothing fueling your brain, so you're kinda just flailing around existing you know without any yeah. any direction or energy to do anything and it's not a nice feeling. So oh, as, as much as there are these like ketogenic diets out there and that is the basis of them, personally I would always go with you know, balance your nutrition over a day, make sure you're in a calorie deficit at the end of the day. You
0: can't lose. No, that's brilliant advice. So so in terms of, you know, making sure you've got a balanced diet. So obviously healthy breakfast, healthy most of the time. Obviously, yeah. you might have the odds slip up. Um, yeah. but, but what about vitamins then? Do they kind of come into it as well? Do you take vitamins or should you be getting all of that from your food? So this is always like a bit
1: of a, a debate point for lots of people because uh, there are a number of people who are scared of vitamins because they're putting something in the mouth that resembles a tablet, a medication, for example. They think, no, I shouldn't need that. I should be able to get everything from my diet. And you can eat a very well-rounded, healthy, optimum diet by including loads of fruit and veggies, making sure you get your protein and your carbs and some healthy fats. And from that, your body will get all the little nutrients that it needs. However... If you can tell me that you are perfect every single day and you do that, you eat a well-balanced diet, you get all your variety of different fruits and veggies, and you, you've thought about every single micronutrient that your body might need, and you've managed to eat that, then I, I, I will, you know, the, there's a wager in there from me somewhere, just put it that way, because mm-hmm. I, I, it's not really, it's not really practical. And I don't really think it's possible, if I'm honest. Like, yeah, someone might do it as a challenge, but we're living our lives here. We're looking at what's going to fit in around our lives with ease. Um, So vitamins and supplements will help to bolster that and to boost your baseline health. So, for example, if you take a multivitamin and your body needs five vitamins out of that and there's 20 in it, it's only going to excrete the ones it doesn't need. You're just going to wee them out. Your wee might be bright orange that afternoon and then you know you didn't need everything in that vitamin. But the ones that you did need, your body's absorbed them, so you've got more of an optimum baseline health. Does that make sense?
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: So we're kind of just, it's like our backup plan. And if you are deficient in something, then you are topping that up without having to eat ridiculous amounts of, like, say, for example, you're deficient in vitamin C, you'd have to eat like 30 oranges in a day to top that up. Well, in that tablet, you know, you've done that by just remembering to take it in the morning. That's so great. for me, they're really important vitamins. And I'll always say I feel better when I take vitamins because I, I genuinely feel it in myself. And I, I, when I don't, I can tell.
0: So what what type of vitamins do you think new parents and parents in general should should be taking then? so this is for everyone
1: um always take a good quality multivitamin please don't scrimp on the price don't go to body care and buy that one that's 2.99 off the shelf because it's going to be a poor quality with really low doses of everything in it so invest look for a good brand um once you've got a good multivitamin i would have um vitamin c alongside it because vitamin c is necessary to absorb the other vitamins and it stops us from getting ill so bonus boost your immune system so um your multivitamin your vitamin c if you're a vegetarian or you don't eat much red meat a b12 or a b complex because that will boost your energy and stop you getting fatigued Um, and i can i could talk about red meat in more detail but let's just over that for the vitamins sake and say if you don't have much have have a b12 um what much would you say would you say that's once a week or so eating red meat i'd say twice a week is is good to boost your iron levels and your, your, your b vitamins but you can go too far with it you can have it with every single meal you might get high cholesterol there's links to cancer and things from too much red meat so for me like a pescatarian diet like a mediterranean diet lots of fish i mean i don't eat fish i'm a veggie but i would say eat your fish um oily fishes olive oil fresh veggies um, and nice light carbohydrates like rice grains things like that try and avoid the stodgy things that are going to make you feel Lethargic, like lots and lots of bread, pasta, that Chips. sort of thing. Just, yeah, just have them in moderation. You don't have to say they're the devil; you can't have them, but have them in moderation. And other yeah. vitamins. When you live in the UK, as we do, vitamin D really important because you only get that from the sun, and that's only if your arms or your legs are exposed to the sun for at least fifteen minutes a day. So that's not happening, is it? In the winter in the UK, don't so even we all... think it's happening in the summer. To be honest with you,
0: it, yeah. yeah.
1: So, um, the majority of people in the UK have low vitamin D, if not borderline or deficiency. So, get a vitamin D. I get a spray. So, I get a vitamin D spray. It's quite a high dosage. And I spray it under my tongue every morning. So, for anyone who doesn't like taking the big capsules, um, a spray is a, is a good way. You can get all your vitamins more or less in a spray version as well. That's um, great. Yeah. And then and the last know you one. You could get sprays for vitamins. Yeah. The... They tend to be higher doses of things when someone needs like a higher dose of something. But again, you're not going to overdo it. Your body will excrete what it doesn't need unless you like spray the whole bottle in one morning. You know, I wouldn't advise doing that. But if you have the recommended dose, those recommended doses on the back are the minimum. So when it says RDA, your recommended daily allowance, that's the minimum. So if you're just taking that, you're not going to harm yourself.
0: It's the minimum that you need to function. So, you know, fill your boots. For our pregnant l- listeners, what would you recommend they take? Would it be a pregnancy vitamin where it's all in one or? Yeah, you get, you obviously you get
1: recommended to, you get advised, should I say, to take prenatal vitamins um, and they'll be just The same as a multivitamin, except they remove vitamin A and maybe anything else that could be detrimental to the developing baby. Don't be afraid to take your vitamins because of those things. Make sure it's a prenatal one. They're all branded. There's some really good ones out there. Throughout my pregnancy, I took a brand called Proceive and they did a, a first trimester, a second trimester and a third trimester vitamin and then I went on to the postnatal ones which I'm still taking because they're good for breastfeeding um so if you have your baby and you're breastfeeding just carry on with your prenatal ones you know just just keep taking them all the way throughout um also a good omega blend so that's like your cod liver oil it helps your brain function it helps your, your metabolism and your body and oils your joints and all that kind of thing um, and the proceed do a, a prenatal one of those as well, which again I'm still taking because I'm breastfeeding, so um,
0: uh, that's a good brand. It's just remembering I've got vitamins and I've got those little days, you know, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Yeah. I forget, do you know, yeah. I really do forget, and I should probably put them when I brush my teeth or something like that, so it's in a place that. I kind of link it together, but it is important to remember to take them. Maybe I need a reminder on my phone.
1: (laughs) Yeah, just, but you've got to build it into your routine. It can't be like this ad hoc remember, like at any point during the day. So it's got to be like, either you wake up the next to the bed or you brush your teeth the next to the sink. Or you have your breakfast, they're there on the no. counter. So it's got to be one of those things that you do at the start of the day and do it every day. Because once you start, you know, you, 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 your day is underway, you're going to forget and it's not going to happen.
0: After pregnancy, how long should we be waiting to exercise? Obviously not as long as me, which is like a year. <laughs> but but in general, how long how long should we wait It's completely unique depending on your birth experience.
1: So, um, I mean, they don't give you a sign-off at the doctor anymore, do they? So it's it's a case of either six weeks or when you're completely healed. So if you're not healed at six weeks, just wait a little bit longer. Um, And, again... Build it up. You know, it doesn't have to be, oh, my God, I had a baby six weeks ago. I should be exercising. Just do your pelvic floor exercises or take 10 minutes a day to do your pelvic floor exercises and a little bit of glute activation, like some bridges or um, you can find all stuff like that online, early exercises after having a baby. And there's loads of recommendations out there. And once you feel comfortable with those and you start feeling stronger, then add another layer. Okay, I'm going to go up from 10 minutes to 20 minutes and I'm going to do some cardio now as well. And it can take you a year just to get up to a normal amount of exercise again. That's fine. As long as you're building it up at your own pace and you're doing something and working with your body, then you're you're going to get there, aren't you, eventually?
0: Yeah. And I like how you've said about for your mental health as well, because for some people, you know, they've got the baby they don't have anything planned and you know they're happy with their baby but exercise in general it's good for us isn't it so it is important for us to do it Yeah, definitely. It's like that house that you've rented
1: out. It's it's like the roof on the house, your mental health, the bottom of the roof, your nutrition and your sleep and your water and everything else is that side of the roof. And the third side of the roof is your exercise and it all links together and it all like,
0: you know, it holds you up and makes you feel good. That's really good. That's really good. Yeah. Yeah. Because the thing is, after, I mean, I don't know how much weight you put on during your pregnancy. And I know it's something really we shouldn't compare because everyone is different. But I I think I, I put on three stone. Did I? Two stone. Maybe two stone. But I at the time, you think, oh, my goodness, it's going to take so long to like lose this. But yeah. if you can I... kind of get in a healthier routine with food going forward, it can come off quite quick, can't it? I think it, it can, but I think the key
1: is don't expect miracles and to like look in the mirror and see the person who was there before you were pregnant because your body has been through something. And ultimately, if we get a nice routine with exercise and food and we're more conscious of it than before we were pregnant, we can end up feeling even better eventually. Mm. You know, we can we can refurbish that house and end up with a new revised model that we, that we actually really like. Um, so... I wouldn't feel like there's a time frame on it or you have to be in a rush. I just think, yeah, you know, if you're doing something and you, you're working towards it, it's, you've got to give yourself a pat on the back and it's it's worth it.
0: Yeah, because, I mean, I do see a lot of people, you know, when it comes to celebrities and they're kind of, they've had a baby and then all of a sudden they're out there in this bikini and you think, what the hell? Like, how are they like yeah. that? Sometimes I don't think that does good, does very well for people because I think you think oh my goodness why does she look like that and I don't look like that and and you can compare yourself to these people yeah. online which a lot of them heavily edit their images don't they um, of course they do some people won't put a
1: picture on without editing it you've got to remember that um, and be realistic and remember that you can stand at a good angle and wear a flattering outfit and hide that that bit in your tummy that's still a little pouch and all of these things are going on on those pictures. So don't think for one second they've got it together and you haven't because it isn't the case. They're just portraying, you know, um, mm. an image. And if they are like springing back into shape, they've probably got a personal trainer going round every day whilst the nanny looks after the baby and the chef prepares, you know, the balanced diet for the day. So yeah. you've got to. Give yourself a break. You know they're in a different league. Some people,
0: aren't they? <laughs> yeah, they are absolutely. They are. Although we've got a few friends that have bounced back. I mean, you you bounced back quite quick, didn't you? Really? But well, I, I so, no, I am currently
1: like you say. We shouldn't compare ourselves, but I'm still about two stone over my normal weight yeah. uh, because. Obviously, you've heard my birth story. When I fell pregnant, uh, my conception story, should I say, when I fell pregnant with clay because of like different tablets and having a miscarriage and so on, I was a stone over my normal weight already. Mm. And then I had pregnancy, et cetera, on top of that. So I've got a bit of work to do and I don't mind that. And no. you know, being a an personal trainer, I, I'm not going to say, you know, I was perfect through my pregnancy, exercised through my pregnancy, ate perfect. I didn't. I listened to my body. When I felt like it was time to taper off the exercise, I did. When I wanted to eat cheese toasties, I did. know, yeah. So it, I've still got work to do now and
0: uh, I'll do it. I'm not overstressed about it. it it's just going to take a bit of time. That's brilliant. No, it's a good mindset that and it is important not to compare ourselves or feel like we should be back to, you know, back to how we were before, because our bodies have changed and they have been through a lot. And when you are sleep deprived, oh, my goodness, like you can crave so much, you know, aren't yeah. you? In those first few months, Um I mean, even I say first few months, you know, even now, um, you know, I was looking at a picture on Facebook yesterday. I don't know why. And I get texts from Domino's. Do you know it's texts from Domino's come through around 3 p.m.? Around that time. They- oh, yes, they do. They do they they they're me. Naughty. They get me. Um, but, yeah, it's like all of a sudden that time hits and you start to see all these blooming takeaways, pizzas, and you think, oh, I don't want to cook tonight. So, I, for me personally, my, I'm doing dry January at the moment, actually, because it's so easy to, when you're staying in weekends and you've got children, to just be like, oh, should we have a bottle of wine? Should we have a bottle of wine again? You know, Friday, yeah. Saturday. Yeah. And, into and Sunday. Sunday there's some left on a Sunday. So yeah, I'm doing dry January. I feel really good for it. Actually, I really do. I didn't realize how much better you do feel once, once you kind of. And again,
1: like going, going back to like having a normal balanced life, we go out, we have fun and we enjoy ourselves. That's important. Um, It's important to blow off some steam to see your friends or go out for a meal with your partner. But if you are serious about needing to drop a few pounds and you've got a time frame and a goal cutting out alcohol really speeds things up it speeds up it's it's known to speed up your metabolism because your liver isn't constantly working on detoxing your body and you know getting rid of the alcohol out your system so it can function much better and your metabolism will sort of pick up the longer that you don't drink for
0: that's really good. Yeah. I mean, I, I said to Danny, we got in a situation really. I think it was really COVID during COVID, you know, when you were in a bit more. I mean, he was making these cocktails. He became a cocktail making machine, my husband. <laughs> um, Honestly, mixologist. they were just amazing. <laughs> they were just amazing. I think that's when it slowly, alcohol slowly started entering the house a bit more. Because before that, we'd never really have alcohol in the house. It was something that we did. We went out and had a drink and things like that. And then when you've got children, I think because you can't just go out for a meal or you can't just go to the cinema and have a bit of a date night, a date night sometimes consists of a bottle of wine and a nice meal, doesn't it? Because yeah. there isn't loads that you can do in the house, really. Um, and slowly the alcohol started creeping into our lives and that just became the norm, really, every weekend. Oh, should we get our bottle of wine? And, you know, and it just it just doesn't. You don't realise, though, how groggy you feel when you're living in that, alcohol world do you know what I mean yeah it's the cycle
1: yeah yeah, you think
0: you just feel groggy because
1: yeah because actually I I, I
0: feel so much better for it now yeah Yeah,
1: and I'd recommend to anyone not to look at it like they're being deprived of something they love just to look at it like That thing that you enjoy that's obviously got a lot of calories in it and it's making you feel groggy, it's it's on hold for now. So at the end of January, you're going to have a drink. It's not left your life forever, has it? But in the meantime, you're going to achieve that short-term goal of dropping a few pounds, feeling better in January. And it's really important to be able to separate the things that you think are a treat and that you enjoy um, in that sense from being able to achieve your goals. Because I've had loads of ladies come to me before and they've done the consultation and they drink a bottle of wine every night. So, you know, when you're saying Friday, Saturday, that's nothing. Well, there's and a... Sunday.
0: <laughs> I, I was trying to keep a bit back. So half yeah, just,
1: basically. Yeah, yeah, basically half. But <laughs> There's a lot of people who are doing that every night and they try to achieve the fitness goals without letting go of it. And I still want to drink my bottle of wine a night, but I want to be two dress sizes smaller. Unfortunately it's not the way it works it's not going to happen and and I've I've had to like take lots of different approaches with people before but you get to the odd time where you've just got to say you're not going to achieve this unless you stop drinking every night because you won't feel your best you won't have the best energy for your exercise your workouts aren't going to be as efficient and you're also probably having double the amount of calories a day because you're topping it up with wine you know Mm -hmm. so i'm not saying it's a sin god no we've all got to have fun haven't we and enjoy ourselves but when it's become a crutch it's like something you're relying on to relax in the evening then it's really important to try and address that as well as moving forward with your health and fitness
0: But this is a really good time to take a break now so are you looking for local pregnancy to preschool groups, classes and lessons to go to with your children? If that's the case, head over to www.mybump2baby.com where you can find the latest groups and classes in your local area. As well as that, if you are looking for financial advice, family law advice, or a local estate agent. You can also access our family protection and legal directory, wwwmybump dot forward slash family protection legal. So, Katie. <laughs> <laughs> Got the giggles now. Oh, I know. No, so, <laughs> Katie, you know in the evening at around, like, 9pm when you're watching TV and the kids are in bed and you just feel like... Oh, I just want something. That is when I would reach for the chocolate. So what would you say is a good kind of snack to have in at all times that you can just have a little bit of? Okay, right. Well, there's two There's two points
1: to this 9pm thing. One is yes, have those healthy snacks ready, stuff that you can have. And two is the distraction technique, which is always good at night time as well. So sometimes at night, we've got the sugar craving because we're tired and we just need to go to bed. You know, sometimes that's the reason why we've got it. Other times, if we really want to have something, we're staying up to watch telly. uh, Things like, listen, they hold very little nutritional value. They're just to get you through the sugar craving. So please, like, don't crucify me for some of these things because they're not always that perfect on the nutrients, the health. But sugar-free jelly that's one. It's got a little sweet kick to it, a pot of that, and you might just think that sugar craving's gone and you're over it. Um, There is things like flavored 0% fat Greek yogurt. So you've got a high protein content yogurt with a bit of a sweet edge to it. That can be good. Um, You can get the ice creams, you know, like the halo top and the calorie controlled ice creams now, which are really tasty. There's very little point like getting the the ones with twice the amount of calories in because they're really nice um hot chocolates you know the, the sugar-free hot chocolates the uh low calorie options stuff like that that can take the edge off but importantly making sure that you're hydrated that you're not just thirsty so have a nice glass of water sparkling water flavored water whatever you want um And just make sure you're not just thirsty. If you can, just go to bed and sleep it off. Go to bed and sleep it off. Or if you just need that bit of motivation, think of like, you know, that story you told me once where you were in the changing rooms and you got stuck in those clothes.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah, I thought <laughs> you kind might drop that in. So I will that tell kind you a story thing. just because I wouldn't want anyone else experience it, experiencing the same. So I have always been a 10. Not always, obviously, when I was a kid, I wasn't a 10. But in my adult life, I've always been a 10. And I've kind of come to the realisation that I like being a 10. You know, I, I'm not bothered for being an eight and I would like to I feel comfortable at, at the way I'm at at the moment. I would obviously like to lose a few pounds, but a 10 feels good for me Um anyway. So I was clearly a 12 or 14 at one point, okay? And uh, it wasn't actually that long ago. Um, And I went into my local shop and it was, I think it was River Island or New Look. I can't remember. Anyway, I wanted to wear this dress and I thought, I'm going to try that on. And when I picked it up, I picked up a 10. And I thought, yeah, I'm a 10, even though I wasn't really a 10, but I am a 10 and I am refused to believe I'm not a ten because that's the way I am comfortable anyway went into the changing room don't think I wore knickers that day anyway because I I don't know why I was rushing I was I can't remember but basically I just oh, my, I just put my leggings on and I just went so anyway that was fine fully naked um I put the dress on Only I got stuck in it. So I literally got stuck in this dress. I actually thought I was going to die at one point. Oh, I hate it. It's it's happened to
1: me so many times that it gives me instant anxiety. You know, when you realise that you can't get it back
0: off. Oh, my goodness. Or pull it off. You're just like in the middle. It's halfway around your face. It's when you're stuck at that point and it's like suffocating you. You know, like I actually
1: hyperventilate as well.
0: Oh my, it's (laughs) awful! Well, then I had to get the shopping system Basically, I had to get it pulled out of this dress. It was so embarrassing. What did you do? Like, go to the door of the changing room? Well, I was going going like this, and I was trying to move. You know, in your own house, it's a bit easier, isn't it, to manoeuvre when you're in a little changing room and there's a curtain. (laughs) I was forwards, backwards, <laughs> trying to just get out of this dress, and I was thinking, oh, and you, you really do panic, don't you? I mean, yeah. it, it was awful, actually. A mild I honestly, panic attack sets in, and you realise it like flashed before my eyes. Honestly, it really did. I thought, this is it. I'm going to die. I am going to die. And I was rocking back and forth, trying to get this thing off, and couldn't. Anyway, the shop assistants came. And had to pull me out of this dress, and honestly
1: it must have been making some noise for all the shop assistants to was, come running it was over.
0: awful, it was absolutely awful anyway, eventually, I got pulled out, of it, bearing in mind no knickers on anything. I was so embarrassed cause I thought but I bet they think why on earth is she trying on our clothes with no knickers on anyway? It's gross.
1: Where did they pull you out of the dress? that so you just had to come out of the cubicle in a couple of them whilst you were naked, yeah, were just, yeah, like, just, yeah, hoist- just hoisting it. you out of the clothing.
0: I mean, at the time, I didn't care. I just wanted to be out of the dress. But afterwards, well, it was, was a life like, or death moment. It was. So it was. And and so, my, you know, that's what I need to remember when I reach at nine o'clock for that chocolate. Yeah, a little, a little funny moment did. like that. That, that just was, just that was honestly was frightening. It really do was. Do I don't
1: want know. A I don't death by in new look Imagine,
0: again <laughs> my family hi it's uh carla let's uh we've got news for carla let's. unfortunately she suffocated in the changing rooms with a dress and she's here a... currently naked because she didn't bother to put knickers on oh my god please, please can you collect the body can you please collect her? <laughs> sorry oh god just imagined having to tell george that oh no. listen, listen though it's happened to
1: me in changing rooms and i know loads of people who listen They'll have been in the same situation, and don't tell me there aren't people out there who just thought, "Sod it, I'm ripping this dress and I'm running." You know, I, know. I, I, I think I probably damaged the dress once or tw- twice trying to get it back off. Oh, you know? it's awful, And then you coyly, you just put it back on the hanger, don't you? Oh, Sorry to any shop owners.
0: and it's just like, <laughs> whoa! Just looks like, and then you just try and get out there really fast, don't you? Like, Do you oh not like God, the dress nearly no, really killed <laughs> me. Thanks, but I, Honestly, it's uh, yeah. Anyway, so that that is what happened to me. And really that is something that I should remember when I am thinking of reaching to that, because I do, I'm not, you know, everyone has a size that they're comfortable with, don't they? I mean, I'm quite strong sure. And I'm quite sure. And that, that for me, I'm, I'm comfortable at that size, but whatever your size is that you're comfortable with. So instead of kind of reaching for anything at nine o'clock, I will just kind of either think in my head about that dress incident or, um, you know, or pick something a bit more nutritious, like what you've mentioned, really. Also, fruit is quite good at night, isn't it? A bit of fruit. Yeah, exactly.
1: And like I just said, obviously, don't sit there starving if you are really hungry, but just try and distract yourself. And you'll probably find nine times out of 10, it was just a craving. Um, Go and get a few jobs done and you know, by 9.45, you, you're you not hungry and you could have literally ordered a three course takeaway at nine o'clock. So, yeah, yeah, it's just all about changing the mood in that moment from sitting there, tired, thinking about food, I suppose.
0: Next time, Katie, on this podcast, I think we should talk a little bit about how we feel around our bodies afterwards. Um, because I think our bodies change so much like for for me personally my scar now because I've had a second c-section and not everyone experiences this after a second c-section but I'd say it's probably a little bit more of a dip in now than what it was before Um, and and when I go to put on maybe a tight dress or anything like that I do feel a little bit insecure so I think next time I'd like to talk about that and also how our bodies can change and and we can feel a bit down sometimes we might feel down about it we might be really happy with and embrace our bodies yeah Um, I think
1: like we said at the start of this episode I think we live in a society where we're kind of told sometimes we should feel a certain way like either you should feel happy with your body because you're blessed enough to have this beautiful child at the end of it okay I agree everyone should feel good body confident but what if you're not what if there are a few things that are still going to get to you after you've been healthy you've done your exercise and you just can't accept them and they're getting you down so I bet there's so many different things out there that people can do you know these laser treatments uh different creams things for for you say personally you're bothered about that scar there'll be routes and ways for you to feel a bit better about the about it won't there
0: yeah. Um, and I think next time, maybe what we should do is talk about a few different ways to make them feel better. And also, I, I would like to talk about how I opted for a boob job after George and the reasons why um, I actually had a boob job after George. And, and we've discussed potentially you having your second one. I am definitely having my
1: second boob job.
0: Yeah. And that is because my boobs
1: around my waist, I've breastfed two children. Yes, I did have a boob job in between, but it was 11 years ago. So I'm ready, I'm ready really to to revisit that myself. Um, and again, like, you know, that's just me personally, Somebody else might not feel like that, but I definitely want to get my boobs up a good three inches. So yeah, let's see, yeah, let's
0: see what we can find out about that. Yeah, <laughs> I think it's something we should definitely touch on. And and it's great. I mean, I think there's so many people out there that are confident afterwards. And to be honest, I'm jealous sometimes. Like I wish I felt more confident in my own body sometimes, um, especially. When you can't help if something bothers you, can you? And that's that's no. it. And that's why I'd say, again, with society, you can't point
1: your finger at somebody for, for for not being happy with something and wanting to do something about it. That's why the beauty industry is a multi-million, billion-pound industry. There are so many treatments and, and creams and different things out there. So it'd be nice to just dissect a little bit, like, what's worth spending your money on, I guess. Yeah. Uh, you know, is, is are there certain things that you should just disregard or are there some things that are, like, worth, worth investigating a bit further? I find that sort of stuff exciting.
0: Oh, I do. And I think it's nice to hear what other people have done um, to get a bit of an idea of... Um, you know what they've done to make themselves feel better as well, and how how you come to terms with your new your new body, really, because yeah, you know a lot of us have stretch marks and things like that, and it's it is embracing it to a certain level, but also it's kind of thinking about, well, what can I do to make me feel a bit more confident around this personally? I think you know around the stretch mark side of things, I absolutely love seeing all of those positive pictures of like tie stripes and things like that. Um, But there will be people out there as well that are insecure around around that kind of thing as well. And and yes, it's brilliant. Like you said, we've had babies and it's great. And, you know, I'm so blessed. I wouldn't swap my my C-section scar for Olivia in a a million years. But I would like to feel more confident inside and outwardly as well. And, you know. And I have
1: always, I've always had this little thing about treatments so i i have so many appointments connor can't believe it he'll go what appointment have you got today because i love going for a treatment it's like a little thing for myself i like finding a treatment and thinking oh that's that that's gonna work for that i'll do a little course of those and just see what happens um and uh, there's so much out there now that i actually do find that topic quite exciting
0: yeah that's brilliant
1: when I got my first job, when I was sort of, I think I was actually 12, I think it was illegal, but I I got my first part-time job when I was really young. And I remember getting my pay, my my pay, cash in hand, uh, obviously, because it was illegal. And uh, (laughs) I worked in a cafe, I think. And um, I'd go to Boots, and because it was all new to me, because I was so young, I'd go up and down the aisles, and I'd be like, wow, there's a cream for that. And oh, there's a, it's like, what's this? And I'd I'd go up to the woman behind the till and be like, what's this? What do you do with this? And I was just so intrigued by it all. And we live in a, a society now, don't we, where there's endless amounts of treatments, products, things we can invest in, little
0: courses we can do before and afters. So yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh I'd love to talk about all that yeah I mean I'm actually scheduled for a bit of Botox actually later this afternoon and um, I've not had I've been dragging it out I've been dragging my heels with it really for as long as possible so I need to get that in and we did speak last time about you not having that yet so I think we should talk about what you've done instead of yeah um, as well
1: found a few useful things whilst i've been breastfeeding that i've i've done instead of botox so i can let you know what they are Yeah, i
0: I know a few ladies that'll be interested in that so thanks everybody for watching and if you've got any questions around the health and fitness and nutrition side then katie is your woman um if there's anything else that you want to share anything about how you feel about your bodies as well you know how do you feel are you happy with how your body is after having a baby you know i'd love to hear everyone's different kind of stories on how they feel yeah. as well because I think that'd be interesting
1: definitely and also anyone's tips how they managed to get exercise in into the new routine or if they found any like new exercise um t- you know types of exercise that worked really well with a baby I'd love to hear, because I you know I don't know everything about having a young baby there's people who have had more babies than me out there who will will have lots of bits of advice so I'd love to hear those as well
0: Yep, so send us in any Anything that you want us to share uh, You can do it anonymously Every time I say that word I always think I'm going to say it wrong I'm going to say it wrong Anonymously you can share Or if you want us to read out your name we will do that too So thank you so much again Katie And you can get, get Katie's links at the bottom of this podcast episode Thank you so much for listening To today's episode of 50 Shades of Motherhood I thoroughly enjoyed it And I hope you did too We'll be back next week with more Mum Chats. More honest, raw, real, unapologetic, uncensored Mum Chats. And I can't wait. If you enjoyed today's episode, don't forget to hit that subscribe button so that you never miss an episode. And also, if you did particularly like this one, don't forget to leave us a little review. It really does do us the world of good with our rankings for our podcast. And finally... If you have something that you want to share with either myself or Katie, then please feel free to message us on the links at the bottom of this podcast. Anyway, we look forward to speaking to you next time on 50 Shades of Motherhood. We have a really special offer today and I'm so excited to share it with you. The ultimate giveaway. Do you want to receive one of our planners? for free? Or would you like access to our Instagram growth course worth £59? At My Bump to Baby, we are massively passionate about making sure parents have the protection in place that they need should the worst happen. If you choose to book in with your nearest family law solicitor today to have a look and a chat about your will, or if you book in with your financial advisor to review your family protection or your pension, we will give you access to either our Instagram course with £59, or we will send you one of our amazing planners completely free of charge. To qualify for this, all you need to do is fill in the form at the bottom of this podcast and we will book you in with your nearest advisor. You don't need to take out a policy and you don't need to take out a will. It's just simply having a chat to make sure that you have the protection that you need should the worst happen. We are so excited to bring you this offer and we hope you take advantage of it because protecting your family is the most important decision that you could make today.